There's the real thing. A walk in the tightrope. I'm sad and I'm lonely. Oh, but I'm taking the high road, baby. And then there are imitations. I'm walking the tightrope. Oh, I'm sad and I'm lonely. Oh, but I'm taking the high road, baby. <laughs> yes. Loser. At the Beyond FM STL Showcase, we only bring you the originals, starring the 45. Saturday, April 8th at the Blueberry Hill Duck Room. It's the Beyond FM STL Showcase with the 45 Modern Angst and Inner Outlines. This is an all-ages show and tickets are just $10. It's the Beyond FM STL Showcase. Saturday, April 8th at the Duck Room. Brought to you by Beyond FM. Baby! (laughs) Yes! Hey everybody, Shane Presley of Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another brand new episode. Today's features my buddy Dan Turnbaugh, or better known as Spirit and Sound. We had a lot of fun diving into his brand new project, Spirit and Sound, and talking about his brand new EP he's working on, and his uh, recent move out to California. So I hope you enjoy this one. We did record over Zoom as he is uh, at home in California. So, uh, but we had a great time catching up, and hope you enjoyed it. I do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Winsville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs with over twenty-five rotating taps out there. Be sure to have a beverage just right for you. Uh, you can come out for some delicious food also, burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas and pretzels and all kinds of tasty eats out there. And they're doing fish fry Fridays all through Lent, so come out for your your fish fries. And um, if you need some great live music, you can come out on uh, Thursday. They've been doing Singo Bingo Night, and that's the uh, Thursday 9th, March 9th, is Best of Hip Hop. Uh, Friday, March 10th, James Bertles, and Saturday, March 11th, Buddy and Q. You can find their full beer menu, food menu, and concert calendar at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And be sure to plug in with them on your Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you are in the Hannibal, Missouri, or Flint Hill, Missouri area, great news. Friendship Brewing Company is coming to you. Opening two brand new locations this year, and uh, very exciting. So, get uh, plugged in with them on uh, again Facebook, Instagram, friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Also, uh, if you were uh, following along, I announced a brand new show, and uh, we're hosting our third Deb Stock over at Old Rock House for Mother's Day, May 14th. And uh, this is my benefit to uh, support brain cancer patients and raise awareness uh, for glioblastoma. Uh, I lost my mother in 2019 to, to brain cancer. So I've been trying to do my part to give back and support some others in need. And uh, if you want to come out and join us again, this is Mother's Day, May 14th, 3 to 7 p.m. at Old Rock House. And uh, we'll have a great lineup of music including Ryan Chaney. Uh, you may know Ryan also from uh, his work in Fivefold. Emily Wallace, Russo and Company, and hosted by comedian Meredith Hopping. Tickets available at etix.com, or feel free to reach out and I can mail you one. 15 in advance, 20 at the door. And uh, for more info, visit Old Rock House. 
com or rockpaperpodcast.com. And uh, that is it for me, everybody. If you need me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with spirit and sound. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, this is Dan from Spirit and Sound. Thank you so much for listening to Rock River Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guest that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from Ground Zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Rock Paper Podcast. Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Hanging out via Zoom with Dan Turnbaugh. Welcome back to the show, man. Howdy. How's it going? Good. Uh, this is uh, this is cool, man. We uh, I pulled it up uh, to, to see what it was. I think it was like 2006, your last, uh, 2016 was your last appearance on the show. Uh, yeah, so, kind of that. yeah. Yeah, so it's been a long time, man. So, uh, so that's what I was excited about today to get to catch up with you a little bit and uh, talk about some brand new music. Uh, since it, especially since it, I mean, you've been obviously busy making new music in between uh, then and now, but uh, I saw you had a new project coming up and I was like, well, let's catch up and talk about it, man. Yeah. So, you well, are, uh, I guess, since we last spoke, um, I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm. I didn't realize you had moved, but you were uh, living in the Bay Area now. Yeah, um, it's it's a funny story. So I was living uh, in South City for about a year, and my girlfriend at the time she was working for a company that got hired by Google to run events, and so they're like, "Well, we're going to be moving a couple people out to the Bay Area onto the Google campus to help run events there." And so she was like, man, you, you got to come with me. It'll be so fun. And I was thinking about it and I was like, man, it's, you know, I had, I was set, you know, I had residencies at a couple different places. I was teaching a couple students. I also had um, a carpentry gig that I was doing full time. And I was like, man, let's think about this. So I thought about it and I looked at the area that we'd be moving to and I didn't really know of the Bay Area. I knew of San Francisco, but as far as like where everything was, I didn't really know. So I looked it up and yeah, like San Francisco is like 30 minutes or less than 30 minutes from Oakland. And they're both about 40 minutes from San Jose. And then San Jose is about a half hour from Santa Cruz. And then from Oakland, about 45 minutes away from Oakland is Napa Valley. Sonoma Valley, um, and about a three hours from this area is Yosemite, and four hours is Tahoe. And I was like, "Geez, man! Like, there's so many opportunities to like as a solo performer, especially you know Napa Valley, um, all the wineries, and uh, plus the the three cities: Oakland, San Jose, and San Francisco. It's like, man, I could." potentially you know play a bunch of gigs you know and not have to worry too much about like playing at the same place over and over and over again right i could kind of like just change it up and get new people to hear my stuff so i was like let's do it let's do it and so we moved we we got the opportunity and then within three weeks we moved yeah it was crazy yeah man it was a whirlwind it was a whirlwind but it was definitely worth it i miss everyone obviously I, i'm always like reaching out to everyone and 
you know, just figuring out what's going on and, you know, with social media, it makes it a lot easier as well. But, uh, yeah, man, we made the drive here, the South route, you know, route, route uh, 66 down through Texas and everything. But once we got about to, I believe Arizona, we cut up uh, to the Grand Canyon and got to see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Then went up to uh, Las Vegas and hung out a night in Las Vegas and then cut over to the Bay Area. That was my move here. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's again, it's far away from all my family and friends. That makes it really, 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 really hard. But it's cool to like, just kind of take what I've created in St. Louis and and bring it over here. I've met a bunch of people here. Um, I was living in a house in San Jose with um, this guy who was renting out rooms and he had a detached garage that uh, this artist lived in. Um, and her name was Cynthia. And she was, she was like, Hey, my friend, she is a singer songwriter and she's looking for a guitar player to play on her album. Um, like an electric guitar player. And I was like, sure, I can do that. And so I ended up meeting up with her. Her name was Esther Young. And she's a songwriter in San Jose. Um, and yeah, I got together with her. And I ended up going to two really cool studios in the Bay Area through her. And then the drummer and the bass player on her record I met and ended up jamming with. And uh, the bass player, he's also like really into modular synth stuff. So him and I have just kind of like worked with different electronic ideas and we don't really do the spirit and sound or music embryo stuff, but we, uh, yeah, we're just kind of creating new stuff and kind of venturing into the unknown, which is fun. Yeah. But yeah, so it's been really exciting, but, uh, working with Esther Young was, was really cool to kind of meet those other guys and also meet some other artists, um, in, in the area. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. You know, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I can't. I'm, uh, I've never done anything like that. I'm never, you know, St. Louis has always been home for me, but, uh, I can imagine it'd be like, you know, very scary, but also incredibly exciting at the same time. Like just the, the opportunities, like you're saying, like having and meeting all kinds of new people to create with and, uh, you know, so yeah, all that does sound, uh, like a lot of fun, but it's, I guess the, uh, you know, the unknown part of it all that is, can also be a little scary, but, uh, you know, it could be something really great too. So. Oh yeah. It's, oh man. Like just the anxiety of getting a job here, you know, uh, cause that was one thing I didn't have much time to look. And so when we moved out here, um, I was doing carpentry in, in St. Louis. Uh, so I kind of like also looked in that route as well as teaching and doing gigs. But within the first couple of months that we lived here, I, I got a, job doing some handyman work while I was looking for other stuff. And uh, I started getting some open mics that I was doing, um, Red Rock Coffee in Mountain View, which is just uh, like northwest of San Jose. Um, I did a couple of those and it was really fun, but then the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the pandemic hit, nothing happened. You know, Um, I ended up getting another gig as far as carpentry with a group of guys in the East Bay. And uh, yeah, I ended up getting furloughed from that job because they, you know, all the, when the pandemic hit, they could, had to let us go for a while. And, and yeah, I didn't play a gig. I went from doing three or four nights a week to not doing anything for eight months. And I did three or four nights a week for like over 10 years, you know? And so, yeah, it was a crazy time of just kind of like, because as a musician, when you're not able to kind of do that, you kind of lose your sense of identity. And so I kind of just lost it for a while, just like, you know, getting depressed and moping around. And I ended up moving back to St. Louis during the pandemic. And uh, I kind of gained traction there because in St. Louis, they had it was kind of more loose there. You know, I actually played at the Kirkwood Farmers Market, like, I want to say once a week almost um i was also playing some other gigs like at the stanley cigar lounge downtown and yeah man it was i i got back into playing once i moved there and i was recording with my brother chris and recorded those uh we tracked a bunch for those songs and uh for the ep 
And uh, yeah, uh, I stayed there for a while. And I was also talking to the guys I was working with in carpentry uh, every once in a while, giving them updates and like, all right, well, when you can move back, move back. Well, you have a job here. Yeah. Um, so after like six months, I ended up moving back and uh, started working with them. And then I uh, found this agency out here. And started doing some tech company happy hours. I got a hotel gig over near Stanford University, which they really liked me. And they were like, hey, can you play here twice a week? And so I got a residency at, at uh, the Stanford Park Hotel, um, which was a really cool experience. And uh, I'll be doing that again this year, which will be cool. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm kind of making my way here. Uh, it's tough. And like you said, it's definitely the fear, like just the unknown of like, is this going to work? Are people going to like me? But, you know, it's, it's very cool to see people's perspectives of St. Louis here because they yeah. don't really know all they, they're like, Oh yeah, jazz music. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess, but like <laughs> everything, everything's in St. Louis, man. Yeah. Everything. Um, which man, going back for Christmas time was amazing to like, I went to the history museum for the uh, STL sounds exhibit there. Went to the gramophone. Um, I went to the Foundry STL. Um, we also went to QT. They don't. There's no oh, QTs yeah. out here. There's no QTs out here. Yeah, shout out to QT. Shout out to QT. <laughs> Get some taquitos. Man, man. And some, uh, do the breakfast pizzas at QT. That's where it's at. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, here's a little uh, pro tip for anybody. Uh, you can order uh, the breakfast pizza at any time. If you order on the app, you can get yourself a hot, fresh one for dinner. And it's, uh, it's a game changer, man. Dude, yeah. it's a little personal yeah. breakfast pizza. Yeah. It's always just fresh and amazing. <laughs> yep. I, um, you better get paid for the QT. You know, I've been, there. I, yeah, I've been trying, man. I've, even though I'll take free taquitos or anything. I, I work for, uh, I'll work for taquitos. Yeah, and there's Cinnabon uh, cinnamon roll cappuccino. Yeah. Dude, unreal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so man, what episode was uh, Comic Cosmonaut for the podcast? Uh, like 200 and something, and now you're on like, you're up in the thousands. Yeah. That is nuts. Yeah, it's, it's silly. 285. I think it was like two, 285. Yeah. Okay, man, that's how long ago it was, and that's how many podcasts you've done. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's busy. Ridiculous. I like to party. Hell yeah! Uh, well, cool. uh, well, you uh, you were saying um, uh, that you came here and you you tracked uh, this new EP with uh, your brother and uh, over uh, at Saw Horse, and uh, we got uh, a brand new. Uh, project from you called uh spirit and sound and yeah you're, you're gear, gearing up to release this ep in uh, march but uh you new year's day you released a single that is now streaming everywhere and on Bandcamp and wherever else you might find music and uh but this song's called satellite I need you here. 
A satellite tells me the time when to rise and fall Asleep where my dreams show me my hopes and fears A satellite tells me the time when to rise and fall Asleep where my dreams show me my hopes and talk about this project man and how this song came about well um satellite it it came about in, in uh 2018 i was living in o'fallon missouri for a little bit and i came up with uh just the guitar part it was fun to play it was kind of like a you know a three four um i'm trying to think of a song that it reminds me of but as far as the feel but it was just fun to fun to strum and uh i ended up writing some lyrics and coming up with a way to sing the verse and the chorus over the two progressions i had made up and it kind of just sat in the background for a, a couple years actually um and then in 2020 i wrote i, I recorded it on ableton and then i just kind of like added a, a bridge and then just made it into a song form. And yeah, I sent the demo to my brother. I actually posted it. I posted the demo on Bandcamp for a while. I think it's still up there possibly. Um, but uh, yeah. And then I ended up re-recording it once I moved back during the pandemic. Uh, I, I moved back to STL for a little bit and recorded the drum tracks with scratch vocals, scratch guitar. And then over the months I did some guitar work. Um, did some vocal work and then I moved back here and it sat there for a year and my brother was you know we would send mixes back and forth for a little bit but you know I wanted to do some more stuff to it uh, as far as recording goes so we had to wait until I could come back but flights to round trip flights to St. Louis you know range from like 300 something round trip to like 600 something round trips so I didn't have the money out here in the Bay Area. It's expensive to live. So I didn't have the money to go out there. So it's been a couple of years, but finally we finished it and we uh, got it mastered. And yeah, it sounds great. Um, I'm really happy with it. Chris did a really, really good job. Sawhorse Studios has always been kind of the home base for recording stuff for all my stuff, for all my projects. Um, Beautiful space over there. Yeah, Jason McIntyre is is super knowledgeable and has like uh, there's a microphone that we used to record the room uh, for a lot of these guitar tracks and vocal tracks for this EP. And he was like, yeah, that was on the uh, uh, Peter Frampton Comes Alive record. That that microphone was used for that record. It was he said it was probably used for like a guitar or something like that but it was used on that record which i was like man that's awesome so i got to record with that mic and i have that on vinyl that record you know and uh 
Yeah. Plus there's a, a baby grand that um, Tina Turner used on her records early on in the day. There's a, just a lot of history there and he has tons of amplifiers, tons of, you know, outboard gear that you just can't really get the same sound when you're working in the box uh, with recording stuff. So go check out Sawhorse. It's very, very affordable. And there's a lot of people that have come through there that are awesome. Um, Devin Allman recorded a bunch of stuff there. Um, mm -hmm. The River Kittens recorded their stuff there. Um, yeah, a lot of people are recording stuff there. So. I yeah. think Funky Butt, Funky Butt Brass Band recorded there as well. Oh, yeah. So, Sawhorse Studios, man. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, very cool. Uh, well, like I said, uh, Satellite uh, available wherever you're getting your music at. So, check that out and support this project. Uh, where do you, uh, so how do you get to Spirit and Sound? Like, where, um, you know, oh, okay. where, where does, uh, where does this, like, the idea of, the new name and uh and this direction and stuff i mean i know i know it was like you've been doing a lot of different sounds and music over the years but uh how do you do, uh, come around to defining what spirit and sound is going to be um so uh, originally music embryo was my project for a long time it was actually a song that my band group think had written and it was just kind of a a name for stuff that I did solo once groupthink kind of started not doing stuff so much. Um, and it just kind of stuck for a while. And, you know, I kept writing music and releasing it with that name. And uh, Greg Davis, who was doing my graphic design and like doing my marketing, he was, he was like, man, like your music is super cool. And I, I think music embryo is the intersection between spirit and sound. And I was like, damn, thank you, man. You know, like I, I loved how he said that. And I, you know, once I moved to the Bay area and, you know, no one had ever heard of me and I was like, yeah, check out my stuff. It's music embryo. It's just, for some reason you get a different perspective when you have people that have never heard of you, which a lot of artists experience that where they like, for example, let's say an artist records a song and they think it's awesome, whatever. And then they go in front of people and they're like, here, listen to the song. Then they listen to it as they're showing people. And they're kind of just like, they can hear it almost in the other person's perspective. And they get this, you know, this new perspective, right? And so that's kind of how I felt with Music Embryo. I felt like if I wanted to go further, like here in the Bay Area or just in general, I felt like I would want some other name to represent my music. And uh Again, that story about spirit and sound, um, it just kept kind of resonating with me because it's, it's one of the hardest things as an artist, besides, you know, just using your name to come up with something that you're proud of and that is cool. You know, sometimes in like a punk band or something, it's a little more funny or whatever. So it's kind of easier in that way. But when I'm, for me, it's kind of like a emotional uh, art project. So it's kind of hard to come up with something serious that's not cliche or whatever. So spirit and sound just kind of stuck and, and so yeah i plan on releasing this ep as like the first release of spirit and sound right yeah man very cool uh yeah. i meant to say something uh, earlier uh you know you're talking about their people's view on st louis and stuff like uh you know about jazz and things and uh and i, I forgot uh there was a um uh i think it was the manis brothers were talking about you know doing some touring and you know and they tell people they're from st louis and and people like immediately like uh think like that they're just going to be um i don't know i get they get like a little street cred because like they think st louis is like this like you know real hard place or whatever like that you know the right uh the, with the violence and things and like so they're like oh man these guys are from st louis watch out and like you know watch like, out. <laughs> so it's like i don't know i think it's funny that uh th that we have that coming i know there obviously there there is uh statistics that back up a lot of that but it, you know it's just that's not all st louis is so it's uh unfortunate that people think that way but but it just made me laugh. Like they're two of the nicest guys and people are like, Oh, these guys are, you know, from St. Louis. Look out. So. I know. And yeah, no, those guys are awesome. And yeah. and that's what's funny is 
people just go off of what they hear opposed to what's actually going on. So it's interesting to hear people's perspective of St. Louis because some people think of it as a violent place. Some people have heard, oh, it's one of the, you know, originate original places of jazz music. So then they think of it as a jazz place. But in all reality, every St. Louis person knows that, you know, it's all about the Cardinals and the blues and it's about (laughs) blues music and it's about, uh, you know, it, it obviously depends on the demographic, but, you know, South City is like, is the place the happening place for for me south city and and uh you know soulard midtown uh central west end has always been cool and yeah no one knows about that so it's so fun to sit there and talk about all these cool places and tell people you know if you go there make sure you go to south city make sure you go to you know soulard and the central west end because don't just go there and look at the arch you know like there's so much culture oh yeah you know plus the museums are free like it's ridiculous. St. Yeah. Louis is awesome. Do you have, uh, I mean, other, you know, you got to, like I said, you came home to visit for holidays and, and stuff. Uh, did you, what, what do you, um, do you have like one thing that you, besides friends and family that you miss the most about not being here in St. Louis? Um, like I said, living in South city was just super cool because, you know, obviously you just chill inside, whatever, but there's also, tons and tons of places that you could just go and hang out obviously the grove right um but i lived near uh, morgan ford um and uh miami actually which is a, a little further south of the grove and there's some cool bars up that way and um again the central west end and the museums the science center mm-hmm. the botanical gardens you know that was all right there uh and i could go do that at a moment's notice you know plus i'm like a foodie i love food so south city you could get anything from jamaican food to thai food to vietnamese food to you know german food um yeah no i i miss just be having all that at my disposal which in the bay area there is a lot of culture here as well so i'm not discounting that but I miss having that plus all of my friends and all the local music that I had grew up uh, inside of that network. And, you know, yeah, I just miss all the, all the local music there too. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I felt like it was a good opportunity to move out here and sure. experience something, you know, I spent over 30 years in St. Louis and I was like, man, let me just at least spend one year in the Bay area. Yeah. And it's been, it's been about four years now. So, you um, you going around like uh, doing the sightseeing and touristy type t- type stuff around there? Oh yeah. yeah, no. If you check out if you check out my uh, my Instagram, um, Spirit and Sound uh, with underscores in between the words, uh, you'll see I've been to Yosemite, which Yosemite's three hours away from the Bay Area. Uh, like three and a half hours away. So I went to see the Yosemite Falls. Um, I also have been to Sonoma, which I've heard from locals that Sonoma is a better, it's a cooler spot than Napa Valley. So Sonoma is another kind of wine country. Uh, and it's, it's west of, of Napa Valley. Uh, Santa Cruz, it was, I've been there a couple times. And then Santa Cruz, uh, you're like right there, like Monterey Bay, basically. And you can take Highway 1 up to San Francisco, which you pass all these really cool beach towns, um, Pacifica Beach, uh, Half Moon Bay, all these really cool places. And I didn't know anything about this place when I moved here besides, oh, my favorite band ever, Metallica, you know, <laughs> it's from San Francisco, which, uh, yeah, I, I actually saw them at Aftershock, which, which was in Sacramento. So I've been to Sacramento. And I've been to Aftershock twice, which was cool. Aftershock was awesome. Rob Zombie, I got to see him. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Meshuga thrice. Too many cool shows. Uh, I told you earlier, I went to see Testament and Exodus and Death Angel in Oakland at the Fox Theater, which is not as cool. It's a fabulous Fox. It is smaller, but it has kind of the same kind of vibe and lighting in there. It's pretty cool, but not at all like it. Um, but yeah, when I was waiting in line for the show, I saw Bandcamp 
they had their they were right off the street right there i saw like the sign off the building i was like holy shit Bandcamp! i've released all of my songs on Bandcamp with every project i've ever been in so it was cool to see that yeah. um who else did i see i saw i saw system of a down in oakland all right yeah that was awesome um yeah san francisco is there's a lot going on in san francisco it's 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 not too big, but there's just so many places to go. It's like, it's 45 minutes away. So it's like when I lived out in the county, going to St. Louis was like 40 minutes away. Right. You know, so about the same. Um, you have to you have to deal with tolls going across the bay. So that kind of sucks. Did you go to the full house uh, house? Uh, I actually drove by it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I drove by the the full house house. I also went um, to Golden Gate Park, which is awesome. Golden Gate Park is super, super, super pretty. Yeah, um, they have a, a botanical gardens there. It's a Japanese botanical gardens. It's really, really cool. Um, yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge is awesome. Um, I ended up working with an agent uh, in San Francisco. And he got me some tech company gigs and he got me uh, a gig north of San Francisco at this place called Belvedere Island. And I was like, Belvedere Island, what is that? And I looked at it on the map and it's like off this peninsula called Tiburon. And I found out that like Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, they all lived up there. And it's like just money, money, money up there. And uh, yeah, I ended up playing this private party, um, which was, it was strange. I, it was like a pre-prom party for all these families' kids. And so they were all dressed up getting pictures taken. And I started playing and then they got on this bus and went to prom and I just played for all the parents at the house. Wow, cool. This house was sick. Like the living room, exterior walls, accordion open to the bay. And you can see the Golden Gate in the background. And then the bay actually came under their house a little bit. So like in their living room, the bay is under their house. Hmm. And they had a, a boat dock with three boats. It was just stupid. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, it's been crazy out here. And I miss St. Louis more than anything. Yeah, It's, it's bittersweet because I liked the new experiences. And I know that it's good for me musically to be out here and, and, you know, I, I can play shows in St. Louis and, and be out here. I can also bring St. Louis bands out here to play out here and stay with me or something, right. you know? So I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. Like my buddies uh, in Blastar, they've been playing at the Venice cafe recently. Have you heard of Blastar? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they've been doing some really cool stuff and yeah, I'd love for them to come out here and play in san jose or oakland there's a, a couple cool like venues that i've went i've went to and yeah they'd fit right in but who knows like i said it's expensive so like the really the only way we can get people out here is if they were paid to come out here or if they like were touring you know and we're just driving from state to state and then they came out here for a little bit and then drove back you know yeah we'll see yeah. i got uh i got some buddies um inimical drive that went out there uh did like a small little you know tour uh weekend thing uh, and then hit did like uh they got to play at the viper room and uh, so like for them being like you know old metal heads like they loved uh you know getting to play the legendary yeah so uh and they shot like a music video or shot some uh, uh pictures in there and stuff and for their album and um but you know that's the thing like getting to do these kind of things like uh that they always heard about you know all these other iconic uh things bands did and uh so you know it was uh but that's the thing i maybe maybe just make a weekend of it run you know do a run like that do a couple of gigs and you know just to help start spreading the word and uh you know maybe and then come back uh six months later and do it again and hopefully those people bring a couple friends and and just grow something. Well, plus this is like one of one of the most populated areas in the country. So that's another cool thing is you you'll never really play for the same years twice. And yeah. plus, there's the scenes are just super passionate out here, and there's just tons of people. You know, it's just 
I think in San Jose alone, there's like 10, 10 million people. Right. So it's just like, yeah, if you were able to be out here and promote and play, play, play. There's a huge punk scene in San Jose mm-hmm. and in Oakland. Really just in the Bay Area in general is a huge punk scene. So I really encourage people to come out here and at least, you know, maybe network and see if you can jump on a show, you know. And uh, the flights aren't too bad in springtime. You know, it's probably about 300 bucks round trip. Yeah. And you can bring your guitar, whatever, as a carry on. And then, you know, just work it out to where you use the drums of the band that you're playing with, you know. Um, but yeah, there's a huge metal scene, huge punk scene, huge EDM scene. Um, it's kind of, there, there is an artsy scene here as far as like people just trying to be artistic and it's kind of a mixture and a blend of EDM and alternative rock and stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll see how my music fits in here. We'll see. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm not truly worried about it. I'm I'm more so just trying to express myself opposed to trying to do anything else it's kind of like yeah it's just something i do as a passion you know have you done any have you done any spirit and sound shows or is it uh or those those gigs you talked about i played some original songs during my gigs like especially when i was doing the residency at the stanford park hotel i played some original songs after a while because i was doing every sunday and every wednesday for like eight months and so after a while, it's like, I'll throw one in. You know, people have seen me before. I'm like, here's an original. You know, I played Cliffs and Clouds a couple of times. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tough when you produce your stuff in the studio and you have a drummer and a bass player and they're playing their own style over your song. And then, you know, you have background vocals, you have auxiliary percussion, which I love putting auxiliary percussion into songs. It like totally changes the song. Tambourine Shaker. It'll right. add so, so much. And plus, I like to throw a little beatboxing in the background, you know, depending on what's up. But just because I can be a little, I can be expressive and not worry about my limbs fucking mm-hmm. me up. You know? <laughs> right. But, uh, well, let's, but yeah, talk, let's talk about uh, Cliffs and Cloud. You said you want to drop that one into uh, de- debut, yeah. debut a brand new one. Yeah. Cliffs and Clouds. Um, so if, any of these listeners have heard uh, Satellite, my first release of the CP. Um, the second one, it is more a beat. It is, um, it's a song that has some angst in it. And the lyrics, um, like the first verse, it, the lyrics are walking behind followers, learning how to live. And it's just talking about being led to a point and being raised to a point to where you, you sit there once you realize that you sit there and you look down you're like man like i've built my identity on all this stuff which some people have uh better experiences than others but you know it's it's sometimes a crazy feeling to sit there and look at you know what you become and you're like man i've been i've been led here and i've been led to believe this and that and what have i been thinking you know um, you know, especially with all the political stuff going on, you know, you figure out which side you're on and you're like, man, like, what have I been thinking? You know, like with all the Black Lives Matter, uh, with all everything that's going on, you, you just start to realize what your true um, thoughts are. And you, you kind of understand, like, especially being a white person, you start to realize, man like I'm reading a book right now called white fragility and you just start to learn about white supremacy and what it has done to this country and to this world. And, uh, and being a white male, it's, it's like, you can't feel much else than shame sometimes. Right. Um, but anyway, on a, on a lighter note, the song is kind of like talking about like, you know, you just got to move forward and it's, it's, it's an uplifting song, but it's, it's an uplifting song from the bottom of that realization. But, um, I've always been, uh, a, a fan of rock. So I, I gotta have some, some drama in with, you know, with that music to kind of like 
bring people in and bring people up at the same time. Yeah, man. Very cool. Should we be expecting this one? You get you have an uh, expected release date on that single? Um, I believe it's going to be uh, late February. Okay. Um, probably in between now and the release of the EP, which is March twentieth. Um, I kind of thought about a good time to release the music, and the first day of spring sounded like a good a good yeah. time to release this new this new blooming of uh you know i kind of like shed skin with with music embryo into spirit and sound and i'm just gonna keep going yeah well you can uh so i guess so you said instagram is the best place to get involved with uh spirit and sound and then yeah uh, follow along on the socials there and then you can find like i said the music on all your uh platforms here coming soon yes sir um you uh i got a couple of questions i've been uh asking people and 
get your take on some of these, Dan. And um, but uh, all right, uh, how, this one always uh, is fun for me. But um, the the day comes along that we get a uh, uh, Dan Turnball or Spear and Sound uh, action figure. Uh, what do you like? What would you like to see? Is you like three accessories to go with your action figure? Uh, a Martin acoustic. And it would look, you know, it'd be like one of those ornaments, you know, with like the strings on it and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, that's been my go-to since I graduated high school with the Bart Acoustic. Um, the second thing would probably be a to-go, a little to-go thing of Thai curry. Oh, yeah. Um, and it would look real, but you wouldn't be able to open it, but it would look real. Um, and then the third thing would be... Probably my cats, Dorian and Sky. Yeah. They come as, as, as one. So that's the third one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Action figure. Yeah, man. It's just some silly I probably stuff. I could have gotten a little more like supernatural with what I had, but that's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's cats good. Cats could call uh, All right. What about a, uh, a dream? duet or collaboration is there uh you know we mentioned a lot of names but is there some one of those uh people or somebody else that you would uh really love to get in the studio with sometime like uh like st louis artist or like any artist uh, it could be anything man it's your dream um i would say probably jamie lydell would be fun yeah jamie lydell um it's funny i found him on myspace back in the day um but jamie lydell uh he's a he's kind of a dj but he's also a singer and he's had albums with bands on them but yeah check him out jamie lydell would be really fun he's a loop artist as well also uh elaine i think his last name's pronounced joannis Elaine Joannis, he's a a music producer, also an engineer. He he mixed uh, Chris Cornell's solo albums, recorded him, and produced his stuff. He also uh, was a musician on a lot of the Queens of the Stone Age stuff and helped produce Josh's stuff. Yeah. Um. So that's that's a cool one. That'd uh, be fun. Yeah, I know Jeff Buckley would be another one, but. Can't do that. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, uh, I uh, so I listened to this podcast, uh, the the five hundred with Josh Adam Myers, um, where he's like going through uh, Rolling Stones five hundred greatest albums of all time, and uh, talking to usually has a comedian or or a musician of some sort uh, talk about you know their experience with the record and kind of deep dive on each one, and they recently did uh jeff buckley's uh grace album on there and um it was fun man it was like you know i i knew um i knew hallelujah cover but that was like really about it like i mean i've known of them but i never really did a lot of uh you know too much of a deep dive on his catalog uh and and that's kind of what's been fun that's really the point of this of that podcast is Josh, the host, didn't really know a lot of these musicians either. And uh, as a tribute to his friend that passed, he was going to learn more about all these great bands, you know. So besides just the hits on the radio, he was going to. So he's uh, started the podcast and started learning all these things. And so um, anyway, it was was fun to listen to. And it was a good way to learn a little bit more about Jeff Buckley and um, made me appreciate him. Made me made me appreciate him a little more. So definitely, yeah. And it's interesting his his story of how he like didn't know his real father. You hear about all that? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, Buckley. Yeah, he was like a '60s kind of psychedelic art, uh, folk artist, right? Uh, yeah, like yeah, Grace is awesome. Um, Lilac Wine, which interesting enough, he didn't write, but he performed it, and he did that a lot. Where he would play some songs that. Uh, he didn't write, but he'd play him his own way. Um, and yeah, the whole story of him uh, 
playing at that New York cafe or bar or whatever. And, uh, people, you know, he would play for like a couple people. And then after a couple months, like limos would pull up and celebrities would be showing up, you know, I'm trying to remember the name of that place, but yeah. either way, right. I think Sen- Sene, I can't remember, but either way, yeah, Jeff Buckley's awesome. So yeah, man. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, do you, uh, is there anything you think you could get into the Guinness book of world records for? Um, probably the most Thai curry eaten at one time. Right. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. That's yeah. Good one. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what about um I don't know, I know I was just thinking I was I've asked this question before, but then I'm just kind of take thinking of a new spin on it. But uh as far as like um uh I was gonna say is there a movie or a TV show you wish you were in as a character type of thing? But then I was thinking also, you know, music placements um really become a big deal. Uh, you know, getting especially uh since we have so many more opportunities now with so many uh streaming services uh and netflix and all these other things having um original programming and things these days so uh being having your music placed in one of these shows is a great opportunity to be heard by a lot of different people oh yeah uh but it's so and i feel like uh you have uh some some more kind of uh you know good you know good music that could be placed in a lot of these various shows have you ever thought about uh a particular show that you think that your music might fit well in or oh yeah um well i don't know why i thought of this first um but so have you checked out the newer resident evil series on netflix i I have not no so there's only one season out but it's it's actually amazing yeah and there's gonna be a second season i believe but i love um so there's a another song from this fourth song EP that's a little more heavy and it's kind of darker. And I think it would really fit one of those episodes. If, yeah. uh, but I, that's kind of my dream job and in, in all reality is just kind of being a songwriter that um, either other people record, re-record my stuff or, you know, I just have stuff that is placed on, shows and stuff even if there's like no vocals or anything like i'd just love to kind of create music for things like that and have i've always written the best when i have like a reason to write or i like like with students that i teach a lot of times i'll write music with them to show them music theory and to show them you know i'll use like basic chords and whatnot um but yeah sometimes music just kind of pours out when you have something like that to kind of uh, give you direction mm-hmm. but yeah that'd be a cool one resident evil yeah um but yeah there's a lot of a lot of shows out there that i'd love to do that too um but i not only do i like to produce rock stuff but i love producing you know uh hip-hop beats and r&b and um yeah i love producing all types of stuff so i'd love to be a, a music a musician for you know, a songwriter for, for TV. That'd be awesome. That's a dream job. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that would be, uh, I don't know. I I know like some of those shows were bigger about it than others, like on MTV, like they would, they would actually put on there, like who the artist, what the song was they were playing and playing and stuff instead of like having to, you know, go do your homework or whatever, trying to figure out what that song was. But uh so so i always thought that was cool too like you know like so if you like what you heard you can immediately go and look it up and stuff but uh either way it's still still cool to have your music featured on a on something like that and you know so yeah uh all right uh let's see uh if you uh this is another uh silly one but um uh is there a fictional band you wish you could you could see live uh is there any of those uh you know from movies and tv that you uh you wish you could actually see hmm 
probably Airheads. Yeah. Yeah. The Lone Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Or Crucial Taunt. Yeah. Crucial Taunt. Yeah. There you go. Cassandra was a babe, man. Dude. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, that, yeah. Crucial Taunt, probably. Or the Shitty Beatles. Even though <laughs> I've never heard of them. Right. Uh, yeah. I saw uh, a little just this morning, actually, I was watching a thing with, um, I guess, I think it was on Vanity or whatever. One of the, um, so it was a clip on YouTube with, uh, Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser talking about, uh, airheads and, and all this, uh, back in, you know, back in the day. So it was, um, it was just, it was, an, it was fun to see those two today talking about, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. So, yeah, that was, uh, a, that was a great movie. Yeah, and he and Brendan said he still has the original tape from the movie, also that that had their demo on it, and and nice. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was just it was fun talk, and um, but yeah, that's a classic uh comedy for sure, man. And like uh, and I think like as as far as it was you know stretched for comedy, I think uh, there's a lot of relatability, and there is a you know, some of the, uh, all right, you know, trying to, everybody was, you know, when you, all you wanted was your song played on the radio and right. You know, maybe not, maybe go, maybe went a little extreme to, uh, you know, take uh, hostages and stuff, but you know, there's yeah. Right. Or water guns. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they just wanted to, just wanted to be heard, man. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh well uh buddy this has been a, a lot of fun man I'm really glad we got to spend a little time today catching up um we uh like I said we have the EP due out on the first day of spring on March 20th uh and uh four song EP and uh, is there an official uh title yeah, have you got the title figured out it might just be uh self titled spirit yeah. and sound EP probably um but yeah We'll see as it gets closer and gets more real. It'll it'll yeah. probably come to me, but I'm, that's that's what it is right now. It's just the spirit and sound EP. Do you have uh, some other uh, goals set for yourself for this year with this uh, with the music, or do you uh, you just gonna see how it goes after the release? Uh, honestly, I I have a bunch of ideas that I'm excited to continue on. These four songs are like two to three years old. Um, except for for two of them, um, two of them I wrote in California. But yeah, I'm just excited to do new music, you know, and just kind of that's the funnest thing is to create from scratch, you know, the unknown. Yeah. Just kind of like pick up the guitar and play whatever comes to you, you know. Yeah, I'd be. Um, uh, I mean, like I said, you wrote the two of these in California, but I'd I'd, I'd be interested to hear uh, that. I always kind of find it. Uh, excuse me interesting how you know the the sound of what st louis influenced you and, and then what if it may be if the you know coast makes a different impact on where your your direction to music and stuff and how you if you uh you know what might be coming up on the next project and things i think i think it may have a little effect um but honestly it's it's like a it's a sense of like pride to like bring my St. Louis vibe here and just kind of like, cause it's different, you know, St. Louis is original and I feel like it, it kind of shines more that way. So I think I'm going to kind of carry that on. Yeah. And on. Yeah, man. Well, uh, again, get plugged in with Dan at, uh, on Instagram spirit, uh, underscore, uh, and underscore sound, right? Yes, spirit and sound with underscores in between. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, um, and you can find me on Spotify uh, at Spirit and Sound with the plus sign. Um, so just yeah, please. Well, thank you very much for you having me on this podcast. Um, yeah. I'm excited to have you reach out to me. And I, yeah, no, it's I miss St. Louis so much. So I'll be I'll be coming back. I, I'm hoping to come back in the summertime. That would be awesome. I think tickets are like. About four hundred bucks round trip. 
So I'm going to try and do that. And maybe I can get a show together for that one. That'd be cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be fun. Uh, they wouldn't get a Grammy Sammy and hit QT and call, Hell yeah. call it a day, man. Dude, that's all you need. Some yeah. QT and some Grammy phone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hit, hit me uh, hit me up if that happens, man. I would love to catch you uh, live and maybe uh, we link up again and catch up and talk. Maybe do some live acoustic stuff or something. It'd be, uh, be fun to hang out. So Yeah. No, hopefully if I do play a show, it'll be at Foam. Yeah. Well, Foam's, just... foam's gone, that? man. I said Foam's gone what? now. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, my God. The room's still there. It's uh, it's uh, uh, a, what's it? A, a pot, uh, apothecary. No, nah, uh, <laughs> it's a comic book store. I can't think of the how. It, it, uh, I forget how you say their name now. Bummer, <laughs> man. Let's see what happens when you're out of the loop. Yeah, they're doing some. They're doing some shows there. My comedy shows and things. I don't know if they've done much for music, but uh but maybe uh maybe we can make that happen still where's one of the, where's one of the coolest places to play in st louis right now as far as re- relate relating to foam like that size and vibe hmm. um man i don't know i'd have to think about it for a minute uh, obviously it's cool oh yeah yeah that's like one of the most what's that it's a little smaller than foam was, obviously, yeah. but yeah, that uh that's like the most unique room ever though, man. Like that ever. that's such a cool space. And Jeff does uh an amazing job with you know building that bar up and it's really Yeah, cool. last time I was there, last time I was there I saw typewriter Tim. And then uh around that same time I saw Drew Schaefer and like Neil C. Luke and all those guys. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I I I was like ten minutes from there when I lived in South City. Just another reason why I love South City. But, um, anyways, um, no, I'm again. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Like, it's cool to kind of finally talk about all the music stuff I've been doing, and you know, like I said, I miss STL a lot, and I am proud to represent STL here in the Bay Area. So, yeah, man. Well, uh, well, th- right on, Dan. Well, thanks, man. And uh, hopefully I'll see you this summer then. Yes, no, definitely. We'll be talking soon. Uh, when we release this podcast, you'll hear the second single from the EP, yeah. Cliffs and Clouds. And uh, I hope you liked it. Yeah, man. Right on. Well, thanks, buddy. I'll see you soon. Yep. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.